whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. So I'm sitting here next to Francis Rossi and Richie Malone Hello. from Status Quo. Hello. Hello. Ciao. Hello. Hello. I hate these things. Echo. Echo. These things. So how are you? Uh, not bad. Okay. Pretty good. Reasonable. So-so. Okay. Or pretty good. So One of those, yeah. One of take those. Your, <laughs> take your pick. It's a free world, really. Tell. Yeah. Nice. Okay, good. So I'm really happy and a little bit excited <laughs> to see you here today. On the sofa. And um, it's uh, really nice to see that you're full of energy. I mean, next week you will uh, you're going to release your 33rd album. Yes, That's amazing. Hey, I don't know that. I just started when I was about 16, and you just keep going, and then suddenly people give you all these stats about what's good and what's not good. Some people would say we should have stopped at three albums, but we didn't. And so, therefore, people keep counting. Guess we made 33. <laughs> it's quite good, really, I suppose. What do you think? It's not bad. Yeah, it's That's not bad. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so where does the, the constant motivation and uh, mm. creativity come from to e- write so ego. many songs? Ego, I think. Initially, ego, I'm sure. With mortgage. All musicians, actors, mortgage. For Did me. you say the mortgage? Yeah. The mortgage, the children. Um, mm-hmm. But something happens, and I realise this writing stuff for this album that I actually enjoy the process, which is quite sad, really. It, the actual process of writing, whether the songs make it to an album, whether the songs are successful, whether people like the songs or, or the recordings, there's something we love in the process. Same with a gig. We love the process of doing the gig. And then you just move to the next one. Mm-hmm. It never actually ever gets anywhere. It mm-hmm. just keeps going. And that's the thing, personally, I love and hate about it. You never get there. Although, if I get there... Okay, good. Um, but how do you write songs in the band? So, do you work out those songs all together, or...? We all... T- we kind of... We did our pieces at home, and we would send our bits into Francis. Do you like that? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, we just mainly do it at home, I suppose, work out on our demos, send them through, see what's going to work, what's not going to work, and then come in individually and work on the tracks and then see the track kind of grow for me it was incredible because I'd heard a demo then I'd come back and the track Francis had been working non-stop on the album so to hear the track grow and into you know what it became in the end is you know it's a really enjoyable process okay cool mm. so teamwork would you <laughs> two bananas for you yes, and like peach look at that yes. peachy bottom yeah, yeah. yep okay perfect so and while writing songs um, do you need a special environment or Special mm. people around you or your favourite food? Away from the kids, for me. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Normally they drive me mad and say I have to go out to my music room, which is my man cave. Okay, <laughs> that's good. No, it's yeah, the same. I think um, I tend to play guitar most nights because I practice and then something... Or you sometimes pick up a guitar and luckily with modern technology, most of us have a phone of some mm. sort and I record bits on the phone. And I've got, again, got so many bits that suddenly get on the phone. We were doing the gig the other night and John Edwards said to me, in the, sort of whispered to me in the intro of Down Down, something I was messing with. He said, we should write, we should do that. Over here. He said, we should do that. And that's what quite happens. A little section, a little moment, which then inspires you to finish the song. Otherwise, all music is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Mm. So something happens with his song. I always forget the title. Get out of my head. 
I said I always forget the title. There's <laughs> 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 another album song. Thank you very much. Um, and when he's, the, the initial piece of demo that he sent, mm. if I'd have got my uh, experience, if you like, or John's experience or Andrew's experience to help him write the song, we would have added the age of our, our, our age to it. But the fact that his song sounds to me like a, very much like a young man not that I was a young man when I was 30. Mm. People said we were too old. But just the same, there's something about his song that has that, that element. I said that first little inspiration is stay, stays in the song. And to me, that's the tricky part, is to keep that initial mm. inspiration that you get, which is one of the things that modern technology is great for. You can capture that yeah. and then listen to it. Whereas years ago, we couldn't capture that. You could mm. play it again, but you didn't quite have that... Whatever it was in the initial inspiration. Okay, so um, I hope it's okay for you if I ask this. But um, no. what was the no? <laughs> what, what was the future of um, status quo um, when Rick Parfit died? Rick, Rick, Rick had retired before he actually died. He, he, he died for us. This is serious. He died for us in in, in Turkey, and then somehow was brought back to life with what the medics did to him, and, and he died subsequently six or seven months later. But he, Rick was always, um, we have this expression, we have this expression in England, people burn the candle at both ends. There's the candle, you light the top and you light the bottom. Rick lit the top, the bottom and the middle. So it was going to burn out quicker than the rest of us. So we were always kind of prepared for that to happen. Him and I used to joke about who would die first and what we would do. And when we first saw Richie when he was four, five, ten, fifteen... How old were you? Twelve. Young. He was twelve. <laughs> were you that age? No. Am I that old? No. I'm not that old, am I'm I? I'm lying. You're lying. Yeah. Good. When he was thirty, <laughs> no, we, he came to see us with his dad. He was a, a fan of the band, and Rick and I watched him. And Rick said to me, mm, "He's good," meaning he's good, isn't he? And then we joked afterwards what we should do. He said, "When I die, you can get him in." And so we laughed. And he said, "No, I have a better idea." He said, "We get him in." I stay at home and watch the sport on the TV and you go out and play with him. That's the kind of humour we had between Rick and I. So the fact that the seriousness of him dying happened uh, and he had said to me, I can't go on and do this, who will you get? And, and, and luckily we had Richie. It's, it's almost like it's written. It sounds a little... But it sounds like it was written that Richie should be here. Mm. And much as some people don't like the idea, some people don't like the idea of me being here. I can't help it. I've always been it. Uh, some people don't like me being here. Uh, they don't like any of us being here. But we are, and then this is how it is. Mm. Okay. And has anything changed in the band since then? <laughs> so well, maybe the collaboration, less drugs. the relationship within the band? Um, yes, it's gotten... I think because some people said we should stop, they don't like the idea of me carrying on or that it sounds like Francis Rossi and Friends. I think that's an insult to the guys that are in the band anyway. But people have to remember that the only person that's not in the band now is Rick. And Rick brought John to the band. Andrew's been in the band since 72, 73. Leon Kay's been in the band for six or seven years. So for people to say that there's this drastic difference, that it's all is wrong. And so I think by them saying we should stop, All they've done is made me think, I won't stop. Mm. When, uh, when Rick and I split from Alan Lancaster and John Coughlin, they said we shouldn't do it, and they made Rick and I fight on. And they've only done the same to Won't fight on for too much longer because I'm older now, and I might not be here next year. <laughs> huh? 
He's losing his mind now. He's losing his mind yeah, now. Tony Early. It's all the cocaine, you know. Mm, mm. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's like, don't say that. He's the new fella going, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was it to record the new album without Rick? Um, I can't we, answer that. One. We've done that before. And as I said, various times Rick would be ill or there'd be certain problems with it. But the, everybody has this image that we all just sat there uh, glued like that. There were, there, there were different ways of recording that we went for years. Quite often Rick would be put on after the event because he was either ill or something went wrong. So it isn't this as drastic as people think. Mm. Plus, it's very odd that my parents died and no one ever asked me three months after my mother was died, but how is gigging without your mother? I thought, well, and, oh, then my father died, but people constantly ask us how it is without Rick. The world is like that. The worst thing was being in Turkey, seeing Rick die on the floor, and then going back to our rooms and going through reception and people saying, good evening, can you check you in? And there were people sat at the bar having a drink. That was the point that I thought, this is not right. And lots of people may have gone through that, uh, where a relative has died or a friend has died. And guess what? The world just keeps going. The bus goes by. People get on the bus. They get off the bus. The sun comes up. It goes on. It isn't our fault that it goes on. We can't help that. Richie, how was it for you to um, step into those big footsteps? I mean, I saw you playing in um, 2018 in Kempton. And okay. um, the harmony in the band was so perfect. I mean, it was really it's good fun tech to we watch. Have. Yeah, but it's f f coming into the band. When I first came in, I didn't realize it was going to be three years later and an album coming out. I thought it was going to be a few shows. So you kind of get your mind focused just to get over that initial hurdle and get that first show done, and then there was another show. So it, it, we never, I never knew what was around the corner. So you're always just trying to keep up with the game you know keep going with, with the band keep going on this journey so you know it's to, to think three years later we're still here and an album's coming out you know i couldn't have couldn't have thought that so but the first show as i say earlier was like a blur and i look back it, it came and went so quick mm -hmm. that and people always ask what was it like to go out i said like, i can't really remember i can remember francis and simon our manager just saying good gig at the end and off they went and i just sat there and had a beer it's like what just happened we you lied know? we lied yeah i know yeah yeah <laughs> So no, it was it was it was incredible, but I I think it's really become a band, a, a team effort over the last three years. We've really all dug in ourselves. So I miss Rick myself, but we've just continued on, and it's I think it's great that we keep the music alive rather than call it a day, if you know what I mean. So, but no, it's good. So it's really cool to see that you're um, keep going and rocking on. Mm. So it's um, what we do. You can't help it. Yeah, it's just what we do. Otherwise, I retire as an old man. We just keep going. Sorry, you, you move yeah, on. No, that's, that's, that's really cool. And um, <laughs> so next week uh, you're going to release a Backbone. So what's special for you? I can't say there's anything special for me. I chose the material. I like them all. I, there's normally an out when you do hours. I've done a few. You, you think you skip a track because for some reason you don't like that one or you don't like And quite often you're wrong. But on this one I chose most, well, all the material. So I like them all. It's... It's difficult. You? What's, well, for me, what's difficult for me is that I, can, I listen to this album now as the artist or the, you know, the guy that wrote one of the songs, but before I was able to listen to a status quo album as a fan, so I can't listen to it in the same light. I look at it, as, a, as I say, like a team effort and go, we've pulled this together out of, out of, out of what? You know, it's, this wasn't expected. It wasn't on the cards, and that's what came out. So the whole thing as a piece is fabulous, I think.
So you're excited to have oh, the yeah. album release? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Absolutely. interesting that we, we, we had lots of, at the moment, success before it's released. Mm. But as I said to him and everybody, and, and, and uh, what's the drummer's name again? I always forget the drummer's name. David. D- Dave, Dave Cave? Dave Cave. Mm. Uh, that Dave Cave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dave. That Dave Cave. Um, that, um, it's really great, this problem. When you, you know the truth after release date. We're still on the prior side to release date so everything seems very positive all the PR people and such are going to get people that are kind of positive to us so it all seems fabulous even everybody it all seems fabulous but you know the truth after release and you may be sitting here in three weeks time going oh well or wow yeah Mm. but it's never I said to a guy earlier and I say to these try not to be negative it's never going to do what things used to do in the 70s and we're, everyone seems to be looking back of how things used to be in their lives. And if we look back at that, there is nothing for us to go for. But there's still something else said about the ego that makes us make the album for what? To, to, sit, to get to this, to get to release date, and, and to get to people say, great album, thank you. And that's enough, I think. Is there maybe a special um, message behind the album? That we're still here? <laughs> maybe okay. um, and again it's. I think this is when you think of it this is the first album that this lineup has done it's our first album mm-hmm. these guys have done so many albums with different members in the band so this is this lineup's first you know album as to here's what we can do so who knows we might do another one he's very good you know <laughs> he's very good I think we'll keep him yeah. <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> yeah. yeah so And um, maybe do you have a song um, that you really, really like on the album hmm. with a special meaning for you, maybe? No, it's all a bit deep. It would be nice to say that, and I could make it up and tell you a lie, but possibly it hasn't a deep, necessarily a deep meaning. It's just a track called Backing Off that Andrew and I finished on a bus in the front lounge of a bus about midday on a day off in Ulm. And... Um, It's something I really wanted to write with Andrew around the little riff. So if there's anything, it's backing off. Mm. Pardon me? Mm. <laughs> sorry, I was drifting there. You were drifting yeah, too, sorry. weren't you? Yeah, jolly good. <laughs> And uh, how long have you been working on the album? Mm. Songwriting to final fine tune. What, what year are we in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is it? No, seriously. What is it? Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was about a year in the in the yeah, making. About yeah, about beginning of 18, but probably only about three months yeah. focused on yeah, recording yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And we were doing shows between, and then we'd be writing spells between, and he'd come and write, and uh, Leon would come and write and bring stuff, mm-hmm. and but probably focused about three months. Mm. That's good. That's fast. Well, four months. Is that better? Always a it's woman. About a year Always for a year for him on the stool, but only a, f- a few days for us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to shut up, mate. Yeah. I can't help it. I really. Can you just chop my bits out and listen to him? It'd be much good. <laughs> chop your bits off. Sorry, I do the shit joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's my bit. Sorry. It's my script. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so you already uh, released the uh, the title track of the album Backbone. So, um, what is the song about? About well, having backbone in life, I suppose. John Edwards did the, did the lyrics, and again, that came from uh, this piece I used to do at the front of Down Down, just messing about on stage as an ad lib. And John, for a few years, said to me, "We must do a song around that." And the idea was to make it 
even more monotonous than status quo songs normally are. That sequence, as soon as you hear the first round of sequence, it never, it just, to me, it always seems more like a, a disco song. And people say, it's really rock, with that strange voice. Why you can't say rock? You have to go rock, like that. See? Rock. Rock. And, like, your sore throat. But that thing just keeps going around. And um, I find that really strange that um, people see it as a rock song. And it's released here, and in, in England it's Liberty Lane, mm. which are different. So that's another thing that's different these days. Do you know why there are two different songs? One in, I don't know, I was asking you. Um, because I think these days the territories are different. It's, again... Going back to in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you would have that the uh, the artist or the, the, the record company would dictate what was going to be released. And it's just different territories seem to work that way. And I dare say, um, from their point of view, you've got more chance if you've got three or four songs out there, which, again, perhaps is one of the pluses of the internet. And there are always pluses and minuses, and perhaps that's the plus that we have Backbone here and Liberty Lane in England, and perhaps they'll swap over. Mm. OK. Mm. I'm not into swaps, either. you? But Liberty mm. Lane will be the second single. PR person there talking. Did you hear the way he came? Like God. He knows more than us. Liberty Lane will be the next ill nominee party. Bless you, Father. And when are you going to release <laughs> yeah, no. No. Yeah, no, you got me, right? Yeah. Uh, after you finish the video, tell me when. When? when? Apparently, apparently you, two are doing, you two are doing the video, did you say? But luckily, we're not in it, and that's great. First time in my life I haven't been in a video. I think that's really great. I remember Michael Stipe on the second single. The guitarist said it was great news that Michael had agreed to be in the video. Well, we've agreed not to be in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how wild we are, and I'm nearly 50 now. 60, nearly. I'm getting older. So did you, did you already play uh, Backbone Live? I mean, you have the summer. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an easy one. Backbone will be quite tricky, but we're hoping to do that for next year. Oops, for next year we will add three more songs, which should give us five songs in the set. But which means we only have to drop one. But, but, pardon me? We'll only have to drop one to put five in. Yeah. Is there a big, big tour with the album? No, we're not touring until next year, I don't think. There's talk of touring in next winter. Next winter? Hmm. Because I'm trying to do things against the grain. At the moment, we're not doing encores. I find it really weird that wherever you go, you see a set list and someone's got encore written on it. Well, how do you know you're going to get one? It's supposed to be a spontaneous, sponta a, spon a thing that the audience just come up, you know, out of the blue. And uh, so tr we tried not doing an encore, and I want not to tour an album because you're supposed to. And I just want to put things out of the cheers. I'm looking forward to see you next year in winter. Next year. I okay, good. But it'll be winter. Okay, good. <laughs> I like the winter. I don't like the summer. Winter. So do you like Christmas? I like Christmas. I like being in Deutschland around the Christmas period. I like shopping in Kaufhof and places like that. Christmas markets. Christmas markets. Glühwein. Uh, Glühwein. White Glühwein. White Glühwein. Yeah, it's hard to find. Oh, gin. No, white Glühwein. You like gin. You always drink like gin, gin, bloody Irish. Can you put gin in Glühwein? You can. <laughs> He will. Yeah. That'll make it really gluey. Irish glue van. <laughs> I am. You've heard of Irish That'll make it really gluey, I tell you. You have to try it. <laughs> What are your plans for the future? Do you have plans? When you get to fifth, sixth, when you get to this age, making plans for the future is a bit optimistic. Tomorrow morning I'm going to get up. If I don't get up... We're out. That's it, we're finished. <laughs> They'll probably cancel the album. Forget it, no point in releasing no. it now. Um, plans for the future. I said I'm going to... I have a talk tour to do later, early next year. Mm -hmm. 
then we will hopefully tour next autumn okay. from October till December and I hope to be in Deutschland mm. I love Deutschland it's true <laughs> I love Deutschland so thank you very much um Richie and Francis. Took you a moment to remember his yeah. name. I, saw you I know, I noticed that yeah, pause. Yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.